The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWM podcast. I am your host, Billy. As always, I am joined on this edition of the podcast with the young lioness, uh, Angel Hayes. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. I'm very excited to, to be able to speak to you because, like I was saying before I hit record, you've, you've wrestled everywhere and your list of, of opponents is ridiculous. So we'll, we'll delve into that uh, as well. But the first question is always the same. The boring question how did you get into pro wrestling? What got you hooked? Well, uh, when I was younger, like really young, like five, six in primary school, we had like golden time on a Friday afternoon and all the boys would always bring in like all their wrestling figures. And that was how I got my first ever wrestling figure and kind of started hearing about like what wrestling was and stuff. But I didn't properly start watching wrestling for like a couple of years after that because I went and stayed at my cousin's. And it was just like a random weekend and they were like, right, get up, like Smackdown's been recorded. And I was just like, all right, okay. And they were like, have you never like watched wrestling? And I was like, no. And they were like, no, you'll definitely like it because they like loved it, like they're proper obsessed with it. And we went downstairs and we watched it. And I just, from the minute I watched it, I was just totally obsessed. We, like me and my cousins, we would collect all the trading cards and we'd collect all the wrestling figures together. And like every time we were together, it was like wrestling was a thing. Like we were like watching shows on YouTube and like we always brought our wrestling figures to see who had like, a bigger collection between like last time and the next time seeing each other and stuff. But ever since then, I just like wanted to wrestle. And then um, I met a girl at a live event. Um, she just texted me and was like, oh, I seen you at like the WWE live show. Like, and then she was like, oh, I go to like training. Like, would you like to come with me? And I was like, yeah, like I'd love to. I didn't even think like at this time, like wrestling was a thing in Scotland. Like I thought, I always thought like, I need to go to wrestling school. Like obviously the, like the way it's portrayed in America, I was just like, I need to go to like wrestling school. Like it's not just a training school that I can go to. And then ever since then, like on my second week though, I never nearly went back because the girl I started with um, on our second week, like going together, our mum was just kind of like, you're hurting yourself, you're always dead sore. Like, I just don't think it's good because she was a nurse and I was like really thinking about not going back. So I, I was only there one week before then, do you know what I mean? And I didn't have any pals. I hadn't made any pals my first week. Like it takes a while to get to know people. And I was just like, I really don't know if I want to go back, but I always loved wrestling. So I was like, you know what, I need to just go. And I've done it and I made pals and I obviously sticked out, but I'm glad I did because I don't really know what I'd be doing in my life, to be honest, because all I really do is wrestling. You've done all right for yourself since then as well. Back to the start of that, though, do you remember what your first wrestling figure was? Rey Mysterio. I still have it in a box of wrestling figures somewhere in my house. I don't know, he's wearing pure ugly brown gear as well. I don't even know what it is. It's so horrible. I, I can visualize, visualize it. I think I know what you're on about because there was only very few made of that, that horrible gear. Um, <laughs> you tried all the colours and that, that, was, that was the worst one. Yeah, I feel like brown gear is not. <laughs> it needs to be a certain style for it to be good and just that wasn't, no. <laughs> no that was not the one. So uh, Smackdown, I'm, I'm going to make myself feel so old here, but who's, well, do you remember your first kind of matches, first favourites? Uh, when you were uh, I remember seeing Cody Rhodes, but other than that, I honestly don't remember much about when I first started watching wrestling. Like, I remember my first wrestling DVD was like, I think it was like the best of 2010 or something. And I watched, like, it was all like Sin Cara and Kofi Kingston and all the people were like the big names at that point, obviously like John Cena, Randy Orton and all that. But I just feel like, it's, I'm just dead sad now, like seeing how old they're all getting. And I'm like, you were literally the people I watched like all the time when I was younger. And now you are all like 40 and you are all need to retire and injured. <laughs> I mean, you think that's bad. Kane is going to the Hall of Fame and... I remember watching him. Just I was I started watching the year after he debuted in WWE, and yeah. that, when, that he was one of the first people I saw. And think when he came up, uh, Kane in the Hall of Fame, I was just like, "Oh no, I'm I am now the age." But when I started watching, I considered people old, and oh, I'm I'm there now. Um, so yeah, so you, you say you started off with a with a friend. Um, 
so what was your initial thoughts? You said you may not stuck it out because because uh, your friend's mom was like, no. Uh, but what were your initial thoughts yeah. uh, training in the mats? Because it was uh, PBW, wasn't it? So it was it was mats first of all before yeah. you got to your ring. Obviously, I never expected it to be like that because I'd only ever watched wrestling in a ring. But I feel like it has its benefits as well because it teaches you like you might not always have like ropes, like the amount of shows I've been at, like maybe two or three and something's happened to a buckle or, and it's, I, th I think it's quite good because it gets you to like be able to work around ways like that. But obviously it was very different to what I was expecting because I'd only ever seen wrestling in a ring, but I liked it. I didn't enjoy it. Obviously I went back after thinking about quitting on my first week. <laughs> it was nothing to do with bumps or anything like that. I was just, I just didn't want to be there myself. Um, did, did you have a sporting background beforehand? Did you do anything like football, hockey, or anything like that? Yeah, um, when I was younger, I'd done everything. Like I always enjoyed like just being active. Like I went to like a active sports thing that was just like random stuff to keep you fit. Like this was all like when I was in primary school, and then I'd done dancing, and then I'd done football, and then I'd done gymnastics, and then I played basketball, um, and then I started wrestling after that. So, so I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much all those things are hand-eye coordination and rhythm and stuff yeah. like that, which is always an advantage uh, for it. Well, I think it's always an advantage. Never done it myself, but yeah. I assume it's an advantage. Um, yeah. I always ask. Anyone, well, though, what, yeah. I always ask what what's, what was your first bump like though? What was the shock to the system? Um. Obviously, usually first bumps are on crash mats, which was alright, but. I remember we used to train as well at another place in Rowan Street and it was like a boxing gym but we used the rings as like wrestling rings and that was where I had my first ever like training match and I just remember like dying for days after it like because it's obviously not like meant to be bumped in the way it's bumped in like in a wrestling ring like it was just it was painful everything about it the ropes like the actual canvas just everything but I'm glad to say that it, the rings I'm wrestling in now are definitely much better quality than that. <laughs> I, I bet. I mean, I remember seeing shows that when I started watching indie shows 2012, and um, some of the shows, some of the rings were a bit scary looking. Um, but even nowadays, yeah. everything is like aimed towards safety, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. I know, definitely. So, uh, how long was it between training and your first match? First actual match. Um, so I started um, training in January 2015 and I made my debut in March 2016. So it was just over a year, um, which I think was fairly fast. Like I didn't expect to be on shows that quickly at all. Um, obviously, I feel like I know quite a lot of people that was about the same time, but I just never thought that that's like how fast things would happen in wrestling. Like I just, I just never thought that would be so quick to happen. Uh, do you remember your first match? I'm assuming it was an Academy Attack show, something like that. Yeah, it was Academy Attack. Um, it was me and uh, a girl, Zoe Brooke, who doesn't wrestle anymore, against uh, Emily Hayden and Lucy Cole. All right, so we've interviewed Emily uh, previously. I think it's actually one that's out now uh, for once. Um, so, yeah, so that's all would have all been around about the same time, same kind of experience. Uh, I think would that be um, right? So and the girl that I was debuting with, eh, that was like both of our debuts. And then I think that Emily and Lucy had been wrestling a couple of years by that point, maybe two years, maybe three. I'm not sure, but obviously it was them against us. So they were leading us completely through everything. But I was comfortable as well because I'd been training with both of them. And so the girl I was tagging with. So it was like getting to be in there where people were trusted as well. That's always the best thing. Uh, what was there? Uh, any trepidation going into a match in front of a crowd? Was it friends and family or uh, was there a bit of, yeah. what was it like performing in front of a crowd? Yeah, it was just friends and family but obviously I still feel like that's like one of my favourite moments still just because that was kind of the moment that like things started to become real. Like I had like a name for myself, like, like a wrestling name, like before that I was just myself, but now I've got this like wrestling name and like a character and all my friends and family were there to see me doing what I'd been speaking about for literally years, like, and getting to do it with my pals as well just made everything so much nicer, like I feel like it's a match I'll never ever forget. 
Um, so how did you get the name? I, I know I hear stories uh, from PBW where it's just uh, someone just turn around and go, that's your name, and then that's it. They, they walk away. So how did you get yours? Well, um, originally I wanted my name to be Angel Strike. Um, and then getting closer and closer to my debut, I was like, it's just too cringy. Like, it's just not happening. Um, but I always wanted it to be Angel because that's what I was meant to be called. Like, that's what my parents were going to call me. Um, so I wanted to obviously make that part of my wrestling character. And then um, when I decided I didn't want to use Strike, I googled uh, second names that had Ys and Zs in them because I like writing them. So I thought when I do my autograph, like, I'll like writing it. So, and then I just came across Hayes and it was spelt differently as well. I don't think I've ever seen anyone with a second name spelt that way. So I just thought it's going to look nice today and I quite like it. So we're just going with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so to yourself and uh, Ashley Vega seem to be very closely linked in your debuts. And um, when I was seeing your name pop up in results, things like that, I was always with kind of either with Ashley or on the same show. Uh, were you guys kind of in the same group when you started training? Um, so I think I started training like just a year and a bit longer than her and then I ended up in our debut and then after that, because we were coming up about the same time, like we just ended up wrestling each other constantly at places like SSW and W3L and then obviously we moved into like places like Discovery and like that, like still working with each other because we were kind of from like the same like era of like graduated students almost so we were just on all the same shows and working each other all the time. Uh, so those things, you, you always seem to get that because when I started it was uh, Kayleigh Ray and Carmel Jacob that was the match you saw yeah. everywhere and then it was kind of Kayleigh Ray Viper and then it was Viper yeah. Sammy Jane <laughs> and yeah. it was just there always seems to be these two two uh, females that, that always seem to be linked uh, in, in wrestling so uh, it, has it got to the point where if you were asked to wrestle Ashley tomorrow you'd be like that's fine. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'd probably do it with your eyes closed at this point. I mean, I have sure haven't wrestled in like quite a long time, but I mean, I know my stuff hasn't changed, but I don't know really. I know she does like a lot more of a diva gimmick now than she was doing when we were originally like wrestling each other. So, I mean, probably would still be an easy match to plan, but I don't know because I don't really, I've not wrestled her since before everything happened with COVID and stuff. I don't even know. It's been a while and it wasn't even a singles match either. It was me, her and Rosie Knight. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, not that I forget by lockdown, but I keep thinking, it's, I keep forgetting it's over a year now. It's just uh, so long. still nuts. I mean, this will come out uh, May and we'll probably still be in lockdown because that's just yeah, the way exactly. things seem to be going. Probably. Um, so I was going through the, the trusty guys at cagematch.net, uh, the Germans. They, they uh, keep me right for matches, even though they miss out so many. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I missed out everything you done at Almost Pro, which we'll get to, and uh, most of SSW as well. It did have your, your title win for the Diamonds title. Um, are you yeah. kind of a belt fan? Was that a, a big moment for you? I think it was beating was it Sarah. Sarah Marie you beat. Yeah, um, I feel like it was a big moment, but it wasn't as big a moment as I was expecting it to be. Obviously, I was like very young and stuff as well, but it wasn't even in like a proper match. Like, um, I wasn't told until I arrived that day at the show either. Um, but I just done like a run in and it became a match kind of thing. So it wasn't something that had been like built up. Like it just happened in the moment. So I feel like it would have been a lot bigger if people were like anticipating something. But obviously it's still like my first ever belt that I won and like how young I was when I won it as well. I think I was 16 when I won that belt, which I think is like a big achievement for myself as well. Because like my parents always brag about that to people, like how young she was when she first started wrestling and winning belts and obviously on the large like scheme of things now, like SSW doesn't even exist anymore. But that was like a big part of the very start of my career. Like for the first year, year and a half, I wrestled there like nearly every weekend. Uh, so, so your parents, they just, they're just going with it. Did they have any reservations at all uh, with your wrestling or were they just quite happy? They were obviously a bit thingy at first, but then as soon as I started training and I loved it, they loved it. Like even to this day when I show them my matches, like my dad, like even though stuff's like filmed in advance and all that, like when he, by the time he's seen it, like he's going off his nut, like screaming at the telly. And I'm just like, 
this was like ages ago like and he's just like I don't care so it's just you just get so into it like he'd be an annoying wrestling fan at a show that just takes it too far <laughs> definitely we, 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 we've all seen them we've all seen them but I mean if, if you get into the show that's one thing it's if he, if he stood up and decided no no nobody's doing that to my daughter <laughs> comes steaming no, through no, then. I'm definitely I'm glad that he understands as well like it's not like the way a lot of people that aren't wrestling fans see it, like when I tell my pals about stuff, they're like, are you not fuming? You're losing. And I'm like, it's just part of the business. Like it all adds up. Do you know what I mean? It's just not as simple as you just lose to lose. Like it builds up to something usually in the end if you're like on a losing streak most of the time anyway. Um, so yeah, again, like I was saying before, you yourself and Ashley that caught my eyes is just, been everywhere all of a sudden um and then you're going up and down the road you end up in eve uh which of course yeah. is one of the one of the one of two i think in the uk all female companies um yeah. if my notes are correct which they very rarely are um you had your debut against sammy sammy jane um yeah. so what was it like getting a call from eve and making your debut there I was so nervous like it just seemed like because that was just at the start of me like working for like bigger promotions like Eve Discovery, ICW like it was just it just felt like such a massive thing like see because as well we were getting like flown down and it wasn't like driving for hours in a car like we were getting flown in like it just seemed like so like such a big thing like it made me feel like famous like being able to tell my pals like I'm getting a flight to London to go and wrestle like they were like oh my god that's so cool like and Eve was just amazing. Like, see the fans. I just can't explain how much a different vibe it is with the fans. Like, they're just there to have fun. And you feel it when you're wrestling. Like, it makes you have fun because they're just there for fun. Like, it was just such a good vibe all the time there with, like, the fans and everyone backstage and everything else. Like, it was just amazing. Oh, yeah. Eve, from what I've seen, they just they just want to see some wrestling. That's, that's yeah. it. They yeah. don't mind what it is. They just want to see something. Um, but... Yeah, and you made your name for yourself quite quickly there because when you came back, again, from online footage that I've seen, um, fans were just rabid to see you again. Yeah. Uh, so did they take you kind of by surprise that they just they just took you into under their their, uh, their wings so quickly or is it anything like that? Kind of, but the vibe I got off them was that they just loved wrestling. So anyone that they enjoyed seeing, they were going to love. Like, they just loved everyone, like... And obviously, like, people they hated, they hated in the best way possible. Like, they just became so involved in the show, and they're just, they're a really big part of the show, I'd say, down there. Like, things would be totally different if the fans weren't the way they were. Like, but I was surprised as well, because obviously I was from Scotland, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of the people down there probably would have never really seen me wrestle before then as well. So I was quite happy that they all, like, obviously enjoyed what they seen and, like, wanted me to be back. Um, so we'll... we'll Jump back and forth. But speaking of that, that uh, being uh, well, fans, uh, Eve creating everything kind of thing. Um, you're one of the one of the people that were involved with uh, ICW's non-fan shows recently uh, during lockdown. Yeah. I think they recorded what's it like October or something like that. Um, yeah. What was it like wrestling in front of no crowd at all? It's strange, but at the same time, before I wrestle, I get myself so built up. Like, I'm always dead nervous and pacing about, like, can't stand still. But I feel like, in a way, these shows, they relax me because I know there's not as much pressure with people being there. Like, if I mess up, it can be fixed. Like, it's not it's not such a big deal because especially I feel like that a lot of the fans at ICW are very smart as well. So they know when you've made a mistake. So it's like high pressure, I feel. Maybe that's just me putting a lot of pressure on myself because I know it's a high pressure company. But I just feel like without the fans and stuff being there, it's given me more time to like get into a routine of things at ICW. Um, especially because I think I only maybe worked like five or six of their live shows before like everything got locked down. So I think it's definitely helped me be more comfortable for when like crowds are back. But it's definitely strange because there's nobody to interact with. Like there's just cameras to look at and your opponent. Like it's strange as well because it's just quiet. And then obviously there's like, we've got features like the smoke and everything else that make it look a bit like, not as just like a bare room, but it's still, I don't know, it's just weird. Like I don't think it's something I'll ever get fully used to. 
and I hope I don't need either, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the one thing about the, the non-crowd stuff, which I, I find funny to watch, but I know why it's done, is when people are doing promos in the ring and they pause. For yeah. Nobody, for nobody. So they have to men mentally make the, the connection. People are behind screens going, uh, you suck or anything like that. <laughs> it's like, and I'm just looking at this is a bit weird. Even <laughs> uh, WWE and stuff where we have like people on screens and sound effects and stuff, like it's just us in the ring and the cameras and that's it. I can only dread to think what would happen if, because uh, ICW fans are chaotic, they're, they're uh, I was going to say, a bit rough. Uh, I, would, I would be very, I'd be very worried what they'd do if they had a Thunderdome <laughs> next year uh, for, oh, for no. ICW. <laughs> Everybody would be getting banned, 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 banned. <laughs> I know. I just be. It would just be blacked out before the first match ends. Yeah. Um, but the, the biggest match you had though on that was again strange being in front of nobody. It was a cage match with uh, Molly Spartan. Yeah. How how was that? How were you able to figure that out? That was one of the matches that Matt, even though I knew there was nobody there, my anxiety was like sky high. Like I was like dry boking backstage and everyone was like, oh my God, like, are you all right? Like, are you going to be able to wrestle? And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But again, I feel like there was the advantage of there not being fans at the same time because that's the first ever time I've done anything like that at all. So I feel like, again, knowing that it was just us and the cameras was like almost a comfort, just knowing like, we can just focus on us in this match, like without having to worry about other people being there. But obviously, I know, I mean, it gets broadcast live, but and like it's around the world on Peacock and the network and stuff. But I like to just not think about that until it's posted. I <laughs> just like to think of things in the moment. But it was cool. Um, I would like to do stuff like that again, obviously, with crowds now that I've had a taste without. I think I'd be a lot more relaxed going into something like that on a live show. Well, at the time, of course, when it recorded, it was just, you know, just going to the WWE Network, uh, a couple of million people yeah. being able to watch it. Um, but yeah, Bard was, must have been, what, was it the first or second show going on Peacock? So, um, as I said to, like, Emily and, and Lou and everyone else that's been on those shows, you're now wrestling in front of a potential, what is it, too many people. And, uh, something, I don't know. Something. I don't like to think of it. <laughs> I know, and I was about to make it worse by going, I've been saying to them that you're on the same network of, of people could scroll through and see The Office or Parks and Rec and then yeah. go, oh, wrestling. Yeah. I know, strange, man. It's, yeah, I think 2020, 2021 is just, there's no, there's, there's to be no rules. Anything can happen. I know, I, I know, mean, definitely. I mean, this old automatically ageist episode but like Chris Jericho's gone on uh, Broken Skull Sessions I know which... I've just seen that not long before I came on this call like honestly I don't know what's going on I mean hopefully that's the start of maybe some sort of connection because I feel like they could do cool stuff together but obviously they're rival companies do you know what I mean so it's never going to be straight away like let's do stuff together <laughs> hopefully in time though maybe uh, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's all we can hope for as fans uh, I mean for yourself it means it opens up extra opportunities because uh, yeah, you're on definitely. WWE Network and uh, is there any aspirations to obviously there is because you're young enough to be able to, to go anywhere but um, what's your aspiration is it WWE AEW Japan is there anything yeah, that's on a bucket list it's always, been it's always been WWE and I think it always will be like the thought of NXT UK especially is like it's just cool to me because I always thought, like, I'm going to need to move to America and, like, leave my family if I really want to do this and I want to be in WWE. But now, like, it's based in the UK and it's still the same, like, and it's all this, it's still all the same stuff and there's crossovers and you do get to go to America, but you are based, like, I would be able to be based still in Scotland and stay here and still be involved in all the same stuff. Obviously, I know, like, people like Kayleigh and that are going to get swept off to Florida do you know what I mean? But you have the option of if you want to stay comfortable in your hometown and not up and leave everything, you can do that. Like Noam, he left and then he came back because maybe, I don't know, obviously, but it's ideal to be able to come back and be in your like home country again, doing the same stuff for the same company as well. Absolutely. And it's definitely worth having those options. Uh, right. So we'll, we'll somehow all the way to what you're going to do in the future. We'll go all the way back. Um, so another way that, that people got to know you was through Kings Road Warriors. 
um, yeah. the, the, the online show. Now, I've already spoken to, to, again, Ashley about this, and I'm hoping I will be speaking to, to Aspen about this as well in a future episode. But uh, what were your thoughts going into that? Uh, you kind of plucked and just went, right, we're doing this, or, or what was your kind of thoughts? I think it was just fun. Like, we just had fun with everything that we'd done in it. Like, it was just a laugh and a carry on and something that ended up being fairly successful on YouTube and stuff, I'd say. Um, but it was just fun. Like, we just, it was all carry on, do you know what I mean? But people liked it because we were being, like, more authentically, like, people that you could be, like, that's a real person instead of just, like, oh, that's Angel Hayes. Like, you got to see, like, us having fun and, like, doing normal people stuff that wasn't just wrestling, which I think fans always like because they get to see that we inside of what you're actually like. Uh, yeah, I remember, specifically I remember the quiz, which just as as part of my head going, this is annoying me so much because I know the answers, but it showed you guys mm -hmm. as kind of humans. So uh, did you have you got a death match booking when, when the show's restarted? <laughs> Um, no, but um, my one death match that I have done, I think every death match we'll ever do will remain on the basis of carrots and cuddly toys and Tito's head. Uh, that's how I would like to remain with my weapons. Absolutely not barbed wire. No thanks. <laughs> There's still time. You might, you might end up there eventually. Um, so yeah, go back again. Uh, the first time I actually saw you wrestle, I have actually seen you wrestle live once, uh, was Inverness uh, Rock and Wrestle. Um, yeah. It was against Lucy Cole. And I remember it, so I do remember the match itself. I remember more after the match. I don't know what happened at that show, but all I remember is the show ended and I was going to go and stamp people who'd been on Q&As or what have you, and you just stormed through everyone to, to go up the staircase. I don't know if someone nicked merch or anything like that, but as soon as I saw you storming I towards, I was like... Honestly, I, I don't even know <laughs> I mean, I'm probably a good foot, like two foot taller than you, but as soon as you saw you storming towards, I was like, no, I'll just, I'll just move. That's <laughs> fine. I'm not stopping at all. Um, I don't probably was something to do with the merch table, to be honest. It's always more stress than it's worth. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Almost Pro is an our company that you've you've worked quite a lot with. Being uh, one of the only people to win, the, well, I think you must be the only person to win the Almost Pro Women's Championship and Almost yeah. Pro Championship. Uh, which you've held for over a year. Um, no, Sadly, with zero defence. Technically, it was yeah. st still say over a year, though. Um, so how did that relationship begin with, with Almost Pro and how did you get to the point where you're finding yourself as, as uh, Almost Pro champion? Um, I don't know. I just think, like, we were, like, the first group of Scottish people, like me, Kid Fight and Dean Ford, to go down there. Uh, and they just made it, like, a regular thing. Like, I think they just enjoyed the banter because we are like so Scottish all of us especially when we're portraying a heel character and I feel like everyone in England just it's so easy to bam them up and for them to bam us up so I feel like straight away there was just a connection and down at Almost Pro like everyone's just like there to have fun again like they're just such a wee loving promotion like they're just so nice everybody down there like they're just there to have fun and they just want to wrestle like, and all the fans as well, they get it. Like, they know we are there to bam them up and they're there to bam us up. Like, I get haggis chants when I wrestle down there, whether I'm babyface or heel. Like, they chant haggis at me. And I always tell them it's awful patter. But they just do it to annoy me. And I obviously tell them their patter is bad to bam them up. But I think it's quite bad patter, to be honest. Like, haggis. But I don't know. It's just fun. It's just a fun vibe. And I think from the minute they went down, they just enjoyed, like, the banter we had with the crowd as well. Yeah, yeah. So their company just from online shows, they just want wrestling. They're not, they're not there to to uh, go. Oh, that that was a botch. Let's let's uh, boo them for the remaining. It's just fun. Um, yeah, and you became almost pro champion. So again, you said the SSW belt was was it was fine, but it wasn't that important. It wasn't that. Um, it wasn't exciting. the job. The way yeah. it happened. Yeah. So how was it uh, winning? The almost pro women's championship and then the actual, the actual top title was that a bit more special yeah yeah it was definitely it was cool especially getting to win the guys belt because 
I've always tried to be a wrestler and not a female wrestler. Like, I feel like maybe that's a bit controversial to say these days because I feel like a lot of people think the same. But from day one, I've always wanted to wrestle everyone. Like, I've wanted to wrestle guys since, like, I started training because obviously we train with guys. But I just, I like wrestling guys. So I feel like... I don't know, it's just something I've always wanted to do. And I think it's cool that they've like put the belt on me and then now it's like I get to wrestle old guys and I get to wrestle like different people because I'm I assume probably still going to be in the mix with the girls. Obviously, I don't know because nothing's been planned for when shows are back and anything else. And I've not been there since I won the belt. But I think that it's cool that now I'm getting to wrestle just like everyone because it's always what I've wanted to do. Like I've never just wanted to wrestle girls. Like I enjoy wrestling anyone as long as we can put a match on the table. Like I'm happy to do it. And that has led perfectly onto to two other bits of my notes here. Uh, the first one being, and it's it's actually not written down because I've just remembered about it. Am I right in thinking you faced I think it's Dean Ford uh, to up in Caithness? Yeah, up at Caithness. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so what was that like? I mean, of course, you're wrestling one, but... Yeah, they're, they're another crowd, though, again, that they just love the wrestling. Like, they're just there to love wrestling, and they'll do it. And, like, we tried to keep it minimal contact because, as a family show, like, he can't just be battering me. Do you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people would feel, like... A lot of people don't put an agenda on in general just because of the, like... Some people just don't like it. Um, and I think that's fair to say at family shows because it is family orientated and there's kids there and stuff like that. And they're not old enough at an age to realise like that's not really what life's like. Obviously, outside or it shouldn't be like that's not what you do. Like when you're at home, like you just shouldn't be going and hitting people. And so I feel like up there, we tried to keep it minimal, but we've done everything that we could to have a proper wrestling match with each other. But again, we put a little bit of the camps in as well because it wasn't long after the camp run and we were just still in. We love family shows and <laughs> we love the camps. <laughs> yeah, how, how was it working on the camps? Because uh, I, I, I hear they're just, they're just a bit, they're so different because you you're working to a new crowd every night that don't necessarily like wrestling. So uh, what, yeah. what was that like? Did you have to, was it kind of easy because you didn't have as many bumps to do or uh, just yeah. what was it like? I, I love the camps like I've always loved the camps like see even before I was part of like our core team eventually I ended up part of like the core team that would go every single show and set up the ring and everything else but before I was even part of that team like I was getting changed down to Berwick to stay for the weekend so that I could go and I could be part of it and I could help them because the camps are just a pure like they're the best like wrestling vibe I think ever like because there's just hundreds of kids there on holiday having fun going mental and again a lot of the time we're in places like England where we can bam fans up and like just have good banter with them and it's easy to just get a bite so you do and you just have fun with it like and it's all people that you're like you've just got your one wee group that you're there with the whole summer whether you're selling merch whether you're being the referee whether you're wrestling like it's just one wee solid group that do everything together like it's just so fun and especially because it's in summer as well it's nice weather while you're traveling and we're at like holiday parks as well so there's always somewhere to go and get like a chippy or an ice cream or like it's just so much fun at the camps and I don't know I'm, I hope they happen again but I don't know how soon that will be because the amount of people that end up there and I don't know if that will even ever happen again to be honest. Uh, so is there any favourite stories from your camp trips of course that could be like put out uh, <laughs> that uh, they're um, kind of clean any favourite stories? Um, well, William Regal's son was um, part of our camp run um, for the, I think, the last run we'd done before COVID. And um, we had, me, him and Danny Edwards had went back to the caravan um, because we weren't drinking, but everyone else was having a couple of drinks. So we just went back early um, and there was a massive moth in the caravan like massive and I, I was just like I'm absolutely not one of you to get this out here like I'm not sleeping in this caravan tonight and he caught it and he was like chasing me about the caravan with this moth and it was horrific like I had the toilets and caravans are like tiny wee boxes and I've actually got myself locked in like you better not and they managed with a penny to like unlock the door and like throw the moth in with me and it was just horrific like I was just like, absolutely not. But I feel like that's something I'll never forget as well. 
And I just feel like it's a funny story if, like, I ever do get signed that I can tell you, go, like, your son is chasing you, I'm off. And it was a horrible experience, like. It's one of those yeah, where you can watch him on NXT UK and go, that guy chased me with a moth. I know he chased me with a moth and I had one. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. There's so many stories, but I just always forget. Um, I don't know. I'm sure we'll, 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 ones will come around with questions. Yeah, I don't uh, any other ones, then they'll get told as part of something. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they will, because I've got questions from the likes of, of, of Dean uh, as well, so we'll, we'll get to them. Um, so Fierce Females, of course, another big company that you've been part of. Yeah. And again, I was going through the list of people that you faced on that show, uh, on those shows, and again, incredible list. Uh, Casey, of course, uh, Kanji. Kanji? Giselle Shaw, Debbie Keitel. I mean, these are all yeah. people that are have been or were part of, of like NXT UK and, and World of Sport and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I was going into those matches just all like learning curves and um Yeah, like, I would so especially with my debut at Fierce Females. So my debut I actually wrestled two matches on the one show because I went all the way to the final of a tournament, um, which was really scary because, as I said before, I get myself nervous enough before one match, never mind having to wrestle a match and then get backstage and be like, time to go in like half an hour for another match. Like, but it's always fun there as well. Like, I just enjoy getting to work with loads of different girls as well because they're from everywhere as well. Like, obviously, Debbie and that's like from Ireland, and then like there's Giselle and Kanji and stuff from down south. So, it's good because there's always a different mix of people that you're getting to work with as well and ne not necessarily someone that I'd get to maybe work if I was in Scotland. Uh, I mean, speaking of, of that, again, Debbie uh, Keitel, um, probably your biggest crowd that you've, you've been in front of was the was it the first match or the pre-show of Square Go last year, if I remember rightly. Uh, was it yourself um, and Kayleigh Ray um, against the Woke Queens? Yeah, that was on the pre-show. I think maybe my biggest crowd was the... Was it? It was either... The, my biggest crowd was probably either the Pavilion or Feed and Loathing. But um, I only recently just got to watch that match back um, with Kayleigh and uh, the Woke Queens because I, I, I just had to ask for the footage. Obviously, it was on the pre-show, but I was like, can I just get sent it? Because part of me, like the child still in me was like, I got to tag with Kaylee. Like, Kaylee was one of the reasons I started wrestling. And from the minute I started wrestling, she's like one of the people I've wanted to wrestle. And to this day, I've still never managed to just have a match, a singles match, just me and her. So that's something I really want to happen. Like, hopefully soon with ICW as well. She works there. So hopefully I'll get a chance to do that soon. Absolutely. Especially before she ends up going to Florida. Because I think I once, once shows open up, she'll be getting to I know, it's there. only good. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Um, so yeah, as, as far as, as of course you, you work Kayleigh Ray, you said that's one of her people who got you into wrestling uh, in Scotland anyway. Was there any other inspirations that you had in Scotland or just in wrestling in general towards your style, your um, ability, whatever? The three people that I always wanted to wrestle, I said since I debuted, was Kayleigh, Carmel and Nikki. And none of them have ever happened in a singles match. <laughs> Obviously, I think Nikki will probably never happen now unless I do get signed and end up in America. Um, Kaylee, there's still a chance of, and I don't know if Carmel's ever going to come back, but hopefully if she decides to wrestle, I'm going to be like, can we wrestle, please? Because it's kind of been one of the ones I've wanted to do since forever, but I don't know. I just I want to at least tip Kaylee off. Just just the one that's a definite that can still be done <laughs> now anyway. Um, WWE-wise, I'd say I always loved AJ Lee. Like, she was always my favourite. I enjoyed her character. I just, I liked that she was small as well. Like, that's one of the things a lot of people still even say to me, like, in this day. Like, when I tell people who aren't really wrestling fans, like, I'm a wrestler, they're like, you're tiny. What do you mean? Like, I just think it was cool seeing, like, someone who's, like, the same height and build as me, like, being a wrestler and, like, doing well and I just I thought it was cool I always like I used to always dress up as her like for Halloween and like all that kind of stuff um and obviously she had a kind of similar to me like high fly like but when you're small I feel like that's one of the main options that you have because you're always going to be wrestling people that are bigger than you um 
I mean, yeah, you are. You are uh, one of the most smaller wrestlers about. But to be honest, when, I, when I've watched you wrestle and I've seen you wrestle, it seems to you forget really quickly. Uh, it's like yourself and uh, I think Luke and Sharp would be the only other example that pops to mind. Someone who who is smaller yeah. in stature but makes up with it with, with either intensity or character or or something like that. So, um, absolutely, didn't even realise you're you're. Obviously, I know that, but you didn't realise you're you're uh, that much smaller because it, you didn't feel it when you were watching uh, your wrestle. Um, but speak, go back to speaking to about got words mixed up. Uh, facing guys, um, King of Cruisers 2019 rolls round, and you're the first female entrant. Uh, of course, we're all wrestlers, but yeah. first female entrant in the match with the likes of Luke King Sharp, uh, Lucha DS, and and the winner Leighton Buzzard. How how is it? Like going into that kind of environment. Um, I mean, you've have faced guys before at that point, but this is like loads. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was definitely that weekend in general was like probably one of my biggest and like wrestling like in my wrestling career so far because um, that was on the Saturday. On the Friday, I'd been down at Eve and I'd done the death match with Nightshade. And then I came up and I'd done that. And then on the Sunday I had ICW. So that was like just a just a, such a big weekend. But I just think that obviously I said before, like I loved Kaylee and I just loved that she always done stuff like that. Like she was always wrestling the guys and I was like, but I want to do it. Like and that was I think like one of the first moments that I was like, I'm getting to wrestle with the guys, like I'm getting treated like an equal here, like I'm getting to go in and wrestle five other guys. Like it's not this isn't a normal match. Like it was just dead cool as well. And it was on DVD as well. So it's something I'll just always have to keep. Like it was just that was just such a cool weekend in general. And that was probably like a very high point in my career because it's just a cool thing. Like it's something no other girl's ever done, like, and probably no other girl will ever do again. Absolutely. There's there's all there's only one one first as well. So you'll always be uh the, the first to do that. Um, so we'll head to the fan questions now. Oh, actually, before I do that, um, we spoke to Rosie uh, about Angels of the Night. Um, yeah. What, how did, for you, how did that come about? What were your thoughts on the team and um, just your thoughts on Angels of the Night in general? Well, obviously, I go out with her um, younger brother, Logan Smith. Um, so she's like my sister. Like, we just, we've always got on, like, I was, like, the one teaching her in her first day training. I was the one getting her through her bumps. Like, um, I don't think I was in a, No, I was. I was in her very first ever match. It was just a random day at SSW, and the girl I was meant to be wrestling didn't show up. And the promoter was, like, can she be on this show? Like, and we just spoke to everyone and sorted it out, and she was on the show, and, like... I was our first ever match so I just I think it's cool like especially seeing our progress as well and now we're getting to work together and do different stuff like I just think it's cool and I enjoy working with her obviously as well because she's like pretty much my sister so we have like a vibe as well like we're on the same kind of wavelength and we use like the same sort of moveset and stuff so I feel like it came dead naturally as well when when we're in the ring like we do a lot of similar stuff anyway so it just seemed fitting that we were going to be a team. Yeah especially enjoyed I mean of course that, comf that comfortableness it's not a word. Uh, between the two of you, of course, translated in promos because uh, I super, I really enjoyed the Tinder um, promo, especially because I just because <laughs> um, I, I remember when I when I was single, I tried Tinder for a day and got terrified and left it very quickly. Uh, Plenty of fish was nice and safe. I'll go there, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, things like the Bebo and the MySpace, and I was just sitting there going, "Oh my God, am I, I rosy night at this point?" Um, <laughs> we'll go to the fan questions before we do our stupid ones near the end. Uh, Dean Ford asks, what's your favourite driving game? I, I wouldn't say I have a favourite. Right? I'll be honest, I hate a lot of driving games, right? Because they do ones that's like the movie one, where you start with a movie with one word, then two words, then three words, and go around until you obviously need to drop out, right? I don't watch movies, so... I'm like actually racking my brain for about 10 minutes to get one answer. Never mind all the way up to like seven and eight words. Like I just, I'm, every time they play it, I'm just like, I'm not playing. Like I'll just sit and spectate, like I'm not playing. But um, one of the games I do enjoy that we play is, um, I don't even think it's a game. I think we actually made this up on a Keith Nash trip. And it's like you plan a wrestling match by going around the car. So like the first person would say like tie up. Then the next person would say like tie up headlock. 
then the next person would be like tie up headlock wrist lock and then you just go and go and go until you've got a match but we were doing like stupid stuff like moonsault like through a table and then cannonball over the top rope like just pure stupid stuff but I feel like it's kind of a beneficial game as well because it does actually help your memory um, but I just think it's fun because it's something that can turn daft as well and it's something that we're all good at being wrestlers like we need to plan matches all the time um, I quite like doing the 80s Edda wrestlers one as well so it's a nice easy one and I always have wee sneaky ones for letters people don't think of um, <laughs> like for I I always say Eastern Reese if we're including like um, UK people because everybody always thinks his name's spelt with an E so I always keep that one in the back of the brain <laughs> in case um, I think they're like the only two I enjoy. I don't like doing the movie ones. They're not fun because I don't know movies. I'm useless. Uh, and Grant's asked, which a question I'm super excited by. I'm hoping that it's not just a swerve question. Uh, Favourite McFadden era Westlife song? I, I'll be honest, I don't listen to Westlife. I, I, I had I several notes about this. <laughs> I, I had several notes because my yeah, wife loves them. I don't know that excited, but I don't have an answer, I'll be honest. Well, well, Grant, I think I've already told you my answer, but I'll tell you anyway for the people at home. It's uh, it's Bad Girls, and that's from World of Our Own album. Bonus track. There you go. Right. Uh, Brody Adler's asked, what's been your me- your most memorable moment? Get my teeth back in. Uh, what's been your most memorable <laughs> moment in wrestling or best moment for you in or out of the ring? There's a lot. Like we were speaking about King of Cruisers, their feed and loathing, I think, was a very big one because I was getting to work with like three girls that were in WWE and like so soon into my CW career as well. Like I was very surprised that that was even a match that happened because by that point, I think I'd only had like two garage shows and then I got told like you're going to be on feed and loathing and it's not like the pre show, like it's the show show. And I was like, what on earth like I just it was the last thing I expected to happen it's definitely still to this day one of the biggest moments in my life like wrestling wise like probably my actual life as well because like it's just a big achievement for me especially getting to just it was fun as well like I was so nervous going into it because obviously they're like they're all of like they're all high up do you know what I mean it's not like going into wrestle someone your own level like I always put myself under so much more pressure when I'm working people higher up than me but it was just so fun like it was just such a calm like let's just get on with this like do not stress do not stress like I still stressed but like everything was just it was just a nice like let's everybody just stay calm like we'll get through this together and it was just it was cool as well because obviously again like Kayleen Kim like or Viper, let's edit that out. <laughs> uh, I again watched them on ICW and shows like for years before I was even involved in wrestling. Like, and then I'm getting to wrestle them, especially at such a young age. I still, it's beyond me how I'm getting to do stuff like this. So obviously, I myself kind of forget that I did debut when I was like 14. But to me, it just still doesn't seem real sometimes when I get to do stuff like that it, yeah it's just insane that I mean not no pun intended but uh, that you are on on these shows and you're against all these big names and let's not forget you are super young in, in the whole remit of, mm-hmm. of wrestling um, which can only be a good thing really uh, as long as you keep enjoying it of course um, got Ella Ella J uh, as well. Um, so Ella J, of course, I think you spoke to uh, for her mm-hmm. Wrestling Girl podcast. Um, big fan of Ella. Uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I don't do karaoke. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I just I'll let everybody else do karaoke and I'll sing along from my seat. Like no, being a wrestler, you'd think I had a bit more confidence to do stuff like that, but no, absolutely not. <laughs> the amount of times that I've been like. Logan's and his family have been like come on it's like karaoke night and I'm just like absolutely not like we've got like that game what's that game that you get on like the Xbox and Playstation it's like the sing games and they all sing all, and I'm just like no like I'm going to just sit here I'll just let you all compete because you're competing against somebody else in all in the games so if you lose you just look shit so I'm just like absolutely not I'm not doing it uh, yeah I mean I i I was a karaoke person when I was young and got drunk, but I did it sober once and realised how 
bad it was. And I was like, I'll retire. I think I'll retire. Uh, the, the whole <laughs> karaoke thing. Nobody needs to hear it. Um, we've got John Hunter asking, that, or just saying that you seem so calm and in control when you're wrestling. Do you have any pre-match rituals? Pre-match pee. Other than that, pace about until I'm ready to go out and get myself under control. <laughs> but, well, everything's, everything's I'm glad that it looks like I'm dead to in the ring because I can promise you right now, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> Hang on, I've got a wee cameo here of Sandy. She can say hello. Hello. Oh, no, she didn't want in. Oh, they want part of this. Hi. Now often she comes into an episode, so I don't know if that's a, a good thing or not. But I'll take it as a good thing for a dog. We love Abs- dogs. Absolutely. She's, she's wanting to, to listen in and, and watch. Um, the last question I've got. I'm not sure how this is going to go because it seemed a bit weird when I read it. Uh, it's from Craig Beaton. Uh, he put... Uh, English teacher. My uh, English teacher. Right, okay. Less creepy now. <laughs> I know that. Uh, he just put, uh, is Angel Hayes quite as tough as she thinks she is? Uh, I recall a time when some simple words of poetry, poetry made her cry. Uh, and to ask you I'll be very I don't remember this, right? I don't know if that's the hits to the heads from wrestling or me just choosing to forget this, but I don't even think that happened. I swear this never happened and he's just doing this to try and wind me up. <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember this. And if it did happen, then the hits to the heads have done me justice because I don't remember. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, when I read that the first time, I thought, this is a bit of a weird question. But as soon as you said that, as soon as I said, oh, English teacher, I was like, yeah, fine. Yeah, that it actually knows you, which is which is it was the with the fear when I read yeah. it. Um, right, we've got a couple more stupid questions, a couple more wrestling ones, and then I can I can leave you for your weekend. Um, so, what's your favourite dinosaur? Um, a T Rex. I think it's quite funny because at training people get compared to a T Rex when they're doing this before they tie up like wee tiny hands, or like when they're like fighting back wee tiny hands. So I'll say a T Rex. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the other question, which may be familiar because it was, it, we end up adding it um, due to Craig and looking sharp, but it's what would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Oh my, I've, I've been asked this question a million times. The cow, because sheep are shite bags. They act hard and then you just make one noise and they're off ski. Easy, easy one over the cow. Easy one <laughs> See, so yeah, it's still fairly split. I've asked this a number of times now, and uh, I still believe sheep. I think sheep would do it. I don't know how. Nah, seconds, they just run away. They act hard, and then one wee noise, and they're off ski a million miles in the opposite direction. No chance. They just run away before they even started. <laughs> um, so, so I, I like people to answer it with some logic, so I'm, I'm quite happy. To, <laughs> I, I, I don't argue with you if you come back with like a reason for it, so it's it's all good. Um, so more wrestling questions. So actually, before I do that, you don't watch movies. You don't do karaoke. What's your no. outside of wrestling thing? Nothing. Honestly, nothing. Like, I feel like because I started doing it when I was so young, it's just really everything I've ever done. Like outside, like normal life stuff. Like I enjoy like art and like that kind of stuff, but I feel like it's not something I do a lot anymore because because I work a, a like a shoot job now as well, um, and I probably will continue to when shows are back. Um, I used to go to college for a while, but like I just don't really have much time other than that. And I work shifts that I end up until like past ten at night. So by the time I'm home, I just want to like chill. I've started reading again recently, though. I started reading Mick Foley's Have a Nice Day book oh, nice. that I've, I got when I was really young, and I've. I think about the furthest I've got was about page 15. But I'm doing much better with it this time because I'm actually part of the business and I'm like older now as well. So I'm not like 13 trying to read a book that I just don't have a clue about anything. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a, a great book. That's uh, actually one of the few I still have in this house. I've got a bunch of them in, the, in my parents' loft. But um, I end up taking that with me because I was meeting Mick Foley and I was like so excited for him to sign it. And then I just like bottled it at the last second, got him to send eight by ten and that kind of stuff. Definitely something I'd do. Definitely. I hate speaking to people that are like famous. Like, see, even now when there's like imports at shows, like 
I've met a few imports, like I've like spoke to Victoria and Melina. Um, I met Ray Mysterio and it was really awkward because I went into the changing room because obviously I was there with other people that were on the show and he had his mask off and I felt like my whole childhood was just ruined because I went to get his autograph and he was just chilling with no mask and I was just like, have your autograph. Like, <laughs> it was just, I, I feel like that was the moment that wrestling was just, my childhood wrestling days were done because I'd just seen Ray Mysterio sitting backstage without a mask on, like, but I just don't like speaking to people now. Like, even though, like, I just get too nervous. I'm just like, hi. Like, I just, I don't like it. But I always want to speak to them. Like, when I, I was the biggest fan of the Hardys, like, and I still am. Like, especially Jeff. Like, I always loved them. And then Matt was at BCW. And I was just, I didn't speak to him. I didn't get a photo with him. I didn't do anything. And I've done it with every single other person. And I was just too scared with him because I loved him, like, so much. And I was just like, I can't. And I'm I still to this day annoyed at myself that I didn't speak to him because it's probably never going to happen again. And now I just sit and I'm like, why did I do that? I, it would have been two seconds. If it was awkward, just deal with it. You met him. Like the Wayne waved at me, I think. Maxwell like waved at me while he was getting fed a banana. Best but, day ever. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually speak to Matt or Rebbe, so because um, I was just doing it. <laughs> Oh, the Hardys, everyone, everyone I speak to seems to bring up the Hardys. And I, of course, love the Hardys. You can see them behind me uh, in their little pop form. And I've, of course, got the ta I've got tattooed, I've got their symbol tattooed on my body as well. So um, my arm, not anywhere creepy. But uh, it's, it's just like <laughs> the Hardys seem to just, oh, Christ. Uh, everyone loves the Hardys. I can't think of anyone who yeah. doesn't. Uh, but oh, I, I'd be I absolutely the same. I'm... I'm the same with people, just in general. It's like, when I saw you storm towards me, it was even at, at that Inverness one, I still would have been nervous to speak to you if you're behind the, the table because you're the people doing the wrestling. So I'm scared yeah. to talk to you full stop. This is why I like this. This is a Zoom well, way to do it. Well, There's I mean, I was nervous for this because I'd never really spoke to you before. And I just, I don't, I just don't like meeting new people. I feel like this is a thing that I just shouldn't have considered that, like, I wrestle. I should have a bit more confidence but see just around new people or like, I don't know, I just get dead nervous. And I feel like I don't have any need to because I can go out and wrestle in front of like a thousand people without even thinking twice. But when it comes to actually having to physically like speak to someone, I just get so nervous. And it's even worse, obviously, when it's like a celebrity or somebody I've loved like my whole life. Like, it's just horrible. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've said before how much of an embarrassment it was when I met Lita and Hardy Boys, same thing, met her. And just absolutely spewed shit. I just, I just, just didn't stop talking. I should have stopped talking because none of it was good. I, I just don't speak. I just don't. <laughs> like, I remember I met EC3 and that was like one of the first ones at BCW who was like somebody that I'd loved watching on the telly. And I couldn't even ask him myself. Like, I literally had to get like Graham to be like, can you go and like speak to her and get a photo with her? And he like came over and like, he like, he asked for me because I was actually too embarrassed to go and speak to him. Like, that's embarrassing. But to be fair, I was still young then. Like, I was still on, like, 14, 15 then. But I, I'm still like that to this day, That to the point I literally wouldn't go and speak to somebody that I've loved, like, ever since I liked wrestling. And it just annoys me. It always annoys me. Right, so when the shows come back then, I'll, I'll see you at the merch stand. We'll just wave. That seems to be the yep, just, easiest uh, way. I've um, spoke to each other now, so the awkwardness is out of the way. Ah, uh, but we haven't met face to face. There will still be a bit of awkwardness. We both know that. <laughs> um, so, as far as like, you've mentioned, you've your favourite, some that you some that you've watched uh, wrestle and enjoyed. Have you got any favourite matches? Any particular ones, either that you've performed in, and ones you've watched on TV or whatever. Um, ones I wrestled, I'd say, are the same ones that we've already brought up. My death match at Eve with Nightshade was like probably the most fun I've ever had in a wrestling match because it was just so stupid. Like it was just, and Chris Wolf was involved and like, it was just daft. Like it was just fun though, because we knew we could have fun. And uh, obviously Feed and Loathing, that was like the biggest show I'd ever worked at that point and probably still is. Um, and obviously the people that I was working with as well and King of Cruisers is just another, like it's a cool match to say that I've been part of. Um, Matches on the telly, probably 
I've always loved the Hell in a Cell with obviously Undertaker and Mick Foley. Like, I, I don't think I, I was literally watching that match again the other night because I was like reading the book and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to just watch something. And then it was back on. It's like obviously one of the like coolest matches ever because like he sh- really should have died. Um, but other than that, I don't really have like favorite matches. I just enjoy watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from from the last era that we've discussed, it is used to be all-consuming uh, in your life, especially with the, being with Logan as well. Of course, it'll probably be the same. I'm speaking to him in a couple of weeks on the show as well, so um, it'll probably be a very similar story of of uh, eat, sleep, yeah. wrestling, repeat. Yeah, so work a normal job, unfortunately, then repeat. <laughs> so I mean, is is working a normal job kind of being your distraction for since lockdown started? Then, of course, you had your weekends doing. Yeah. The, the shows with no crowd on ICW, but uh, is that going to be your yeah. strategy in all this? Yeah, for the first like couple of months of lockdown, I just didn't do anything at all, and it was just getting to the point where I obviously had savings and stuff, but it was just getting to the point where I was just spending my money on just anything because I was in the house, and I was like, there's clothes I like, there's this I like, there's that I want, but I wasn't bringing any money in because I wasn't wrestling, I wasn't at college anymore, like... So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give me something to do because see, when I'm sitting in the house, I just, I go deranged. Like, see if I've had plans and they get cancelled. And obviously, like, all my pals and everyone else, like, they all work normal jobs. Like, so I'm just sitting until they're done work. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I'm so bored. So I just decided to start working. My work's really good as well because it's a key store. So it's just like a local shop. So they're dead flexible with wrestling like I already explained to them like look I will need majority weekends off but I'm happy to work any other days like and they've already straight away like this week I've needed three days off um for wrestling like I asked for tonight off to do this um I had uh, I'd done a bit of training earlier in the week and um this weekend I've got another taping and straight away they were just like have your days off like we'll get you another days so it's practical as well so I think I will probably just keep that job as well to bring myself extra money in because why not if they're going to be so flexible as well like with wrestling I've made it clear to them though that wrestling was like my main priority and if they weren't going to be flexible then after lockdown I was leaving <laughs> but they've been fine with everything. That's, I mean also it keeps us back up for I mean fingers crossed never happens of course but injuries or so you've got to yeah. uh, take time off at least you, you're it's not a it's not a taxing job, particularly. It's not like yeah. you're doing loads of heavy lifting or, or anything like that. Um, actually, like as far as the whole podcasting goes, I think it's the first time someone's actually scheduled a day off, so they could do this show. Um, I just them like, look, I've got wrestling stuff on. Like, I'm taking the day off, and they're just like, fine. <laughs> like they're just fine with it. So I, I prioritise wrestling though, and I, I made that clear to them. And they're happy with it because we have enough staff as well. It's not like like I can still work three days and work like twenty odd hours for them, which is more than enough because there's like seven or eight of us and it's a small shop. Like, and the, the shifts are usually pretty evenly split as well. So if somebody does need a day off one week, then somebody can do it, and then the next week the other person can get like a day off, vice versa. Like, it's just an easy job to have while I'm wrestling as well. Uh, and of course you. Well, you did the Wrestling Gal podcast with, with Ella. Is is uh, doing interviews and podcasting, is that kind of just kind of keeping your hand in and like keeping your name out there or is there anything uh, that you're... I'll be totally honest, I don't usually reply to people that ask me because I get dead nervous, like I said. Like, I just hate speaking to new people and like Stephen think the thought of being over a phone to somebody. I just don't like it. But I've actually quite enjoyed this and I enjoyed my one with Ella as well. So I think I'm going to, because I've got like four people have messaged me in the last week. So I think I'm just going to go and I'm going to reply to them. I'm just going to say yes. And I'm just going to get over this weird fear and not want to speak to anyone <laughs> that I don't know because it's never going to go away. Absolutely. I mean, for me, I don't like doing I don't like doing over the phone or audio because it just it's less personable and I'm someone who doesn't like people generally I, if, like like you're saying meet face to face I'm just an awkward mess but um yeah. yeah I like this because we can at least see each other but we don't have that awkwardness once it ends I'm going to hit leave call and then it's all done and then that's that yeah <laughs> we're, we're not doing that weird thing I, I think once I interviewed Sammy I actually did a face-to-face with Sammy Jane and uh, it was in the morning in Aberdeen so it was a face-to-face one and then the rest of the day I kept bumping into them I thought I hate this. This is the worst thing I know. ever. 
so awkward because you've already sat and spoke to them for hours and then they just keep reappearing and you just need to be like, hi, like, I, bye. I've, <laughs> I, I have run out of words. I, I've done, I've done all my speaking. After an interview, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't be like, oh, how are you? Because you've already spoke about that. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Uh, right, so I'll, I'll, we'll wrap this up then because, of course, you're going to have loads more interviews now and uh, I'm sure other people will be asking you probably the same questions most of the time, I would think. Yeah, probably. Um, but where can people find you on social media? Um, on everything, I am at Angel Hayes UK and that's on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I don't really use TikTok, but I have it. But I just, I don't create videos, but I am quite addicted to scrolling. But I don't post videos because I just feel like I don't know what content I'd post, especially when we're not on the road. I, I might, maybe, I'm thinking about doing some sort of like small vlogs on show days, like getting going to the shows, getting ready kind of thing, but I'll give it a trial run and if it's a shambles then it's not happening so please nobody be expecting that. Oh <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm on TikTok um, which makes me feel incredibly old anyway but I, I'm the exact same. I, I put up some like videos I had, wrestling videos that I'd taken intros and after that I was just like no I'm just going to scroll through them now. I just, that, that's yeah just... I've never even posted anything on it at all. I just I don't know I think it's hard as well when there's no new content like, so you're just recycling old stuff as well that you've posted on, like, other stuff. So I'm thinking about maybe doing, like, the daily, like, show day vlog things, but I'm not promising anything. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, well, hopefully when this comes out, which uh, which everyone will know because they're listening to it or watching to it, I'll tell you the day afterwards, um, that everyone has a good time. And, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing what you do when, when the shows return, hopefully. By the time the show's return, you might even be a ICW Women's Champion. Who knows? Well, I mean, hopefully that's that's what we're going for. End goal. For now, anyway. Yeah.